mate. Malcolm Roberts, good morning to you, Malcolm. Good morning, Marcus. How are you? I'm not bad. Fighting fit. Uh, look, I good. need to. I, I want to pick a bone with you first up, though, of course. Oh, of course, go for it. Don't tell me, please don't tell me that One Nation support that ridiculous privatisation of welfare, uh, that is the Indu card. You, you don't want pensioners being told by a third party, a government or a private company on how they spend their money? Surely not. No, we don't. No, we don't. Well, Julian Hill says that you do. Um, I just Julian to... Hill tells... Who's he with? Labor Party or Liberal Party? He's a Labor MP and uh, oh, he's Marcus. tried to get... Hang on. He's tried to get freedom of information <laughs> uh, documents on, on matters relating to this and so far he's been refused uh, and there are some concerns that if ScoMo is re-elected that he will introduce the Indu card, the cashless welfare card to be used by pensioners... That is, that will control 80% of their income, and, and Pauline Hanson has supported this. Marcus, mm. this has, is not for pensioners, not for aged pensioners at all. We have two responsibilities. We have to look after the people who need welfare through no fault of their own. That's part of being in a, in a society like Australia where we, where we are fair to people. Yeah. We also have to look after taxpayers, who are the majority of Australians. Now... In some areas, the, the um, people receiving welfare payments, not pensioners, not aged pensioners, but people receiving welfare payments have been on a trial card to control, uh, to still get cash, mm. but to reduce the amount of cash and to give it as vouchers. And that is to protect women and children, to save their, their partners who are on welfare, pissing it up against the wall and blowing it on drugs and, and gambling and, and booze. That's what that's done for. It's to protect the taxpayers, it's to protect mothers, it's to protect kids, and that needs doing. Well, absolutely. We are not, we are yeah. not about uh, doing this to pensioners. That's not right. That, that's just another fabrication. But while he's at it, ask mm. him about his 2050 net zero plan, which is skyrocketing <laughs> electricity costs. That's the real thing that's hurting pensioners and all people on a yeah. fixed income and a low income. Maybe. That is Maybe. destroying Australia. Maybe, um, but I don't know whether pensioners are really that concerned about uh, climate change per se. They're more concerned about getting um, you know, their entitlements after working there. I just that, Marcus. But look, the taxpayers, yeah. the, sorry, the pensioners, will be on a very high uh, payments for electricity because of Labor's 2050 net zero and because the Liberals and Nationals. We see now the Nationals are fracturing because they know it's wrong and they've already said it'll cost the regions heaps of money, which means all Australians will be paying heaps of money for this rubbish. And we've seen, we've seen the Liberals and the Labor Party mm. steal farmers' property rights so that we can comply with the Kyoto Protocol, the UN's Kyoto Protocol. We've got Peter Spencer was up a, up a poll for 52 days, nearly died in 2009 on hunger strike. Yeah, the did. Nationals cannot even respond to the National Farmers Federation calling for compensation and restoration, compensation or restoration of those farmers' rights. People don't know it, but farmers have had their property rights stolen. The use of the land that they paid for is not possible now because of this bastardization by the Liberal Nationals under John Howard and John Anderson in 1996 and under the Labor Party from, 2000 and from 2007 onwards. It's destroyed farmers' rights to use the land they paid for to comply with the rubbish from the United Nations. 
Here, here. All right. Um, uh, that's dealt with. Uh, what do you make of the hydrogen uh, discussion at the moment about, uh, you know, new green hydrogen jobs and power production, um, you know, using the splitting of the water and hydrogen in New South Wales? There was a massive announcement yesterday by the state government that it would create a greener future and also um, inject nearly a trillion dollars into the um, state economy within the next 30 years as we move toward, 20-odd years as we move towards 2050. That's more rubbish. <laughs> Complete rubbish. Right. If you look at, the, if you look at the, what we were told a few years ago, these unreliables, my name for renewables, solar and wind, is going to be the, the new technology, the new future. Well, for every job that the renewables have, ca- have created, manufacturing in Australia is now losing five jobs. Why? It's really simple, Marcus. When you raise the cost of energy, you destroy productivity. And renewables are an artificial way of raising the cost of energy and crippling our industry. We are importing these hideous wind turbines and solar panels, inefficient, from China, paying them, subsidizing the Chinese through higher electricity prices, and then we're exporting our jobs and manufacturing jobs to China. Hydrogen is even worse. Hydrogen will, will cost us heaps of jobs. Now, look. Water is one of the most stable components on this planet. Mm. Oceans cover 71% of the Earth's surface. Water is stable. It's a combination of hydrogen and, and, and oxygen. Yeah. When you have, to, you have to put in a lot of energy to break that bond and produce hydrogen, it's not, it's not feasible. Right. Currently, the cost of doing that would, would, would be about... $600, I think, per kilogram of hydrogen, that would lead to electricity costs of, um, uh, let me get this straight, of, of about 200 megawatts, $200 per megawatt hour. So it's $200. Currently cost. under coal-fired power, about 45 right. One-fifth. I mean, this is complete rubbish. We're going to send ourselves broke at a faster rate using hydrogen. It's not just not possible. All right. Uh, nuclear, the, the word we dare not say, uh, where there is plenty of support in Australia for clean energy, it is one uh, form that has never been embraced and often treated with suspicion and fear. This is despite nuclear power being widely used in the US and Europe and a critical part of their pathway to net zero by 2050. The Australian Workers' Union seemed to like the idea. Marcus, Pauline and I are both in favour of discussing nuclear. No doubt about it. It needs to be discussed. We're open to that, completely open to that. But what we want for Australia's efficiency and for Australia's jobs is the cheapest form of energy. The cheapest form of energy by far is hydro. There's not a lot of hydro potential in, in vast areas of Australia. There is certainly some potential, and we should be getting into that. We're not, but we should be. The second cheapest is coal, without a doubt. And the, and the third cheapest, by a long way behind coal, is nuclear. And after that, it's daylight. There's nothing else there. Now, nuclear would be f- fabulous in South Australia, where, the, where they've got very big nuclear uh, uranium deposits, and, and their coal quality is poor. But ev- elsewhere, in the Hunter, in central Queensland, Queensland, Victoria, we've got very good coal deposits that should be used first. All right. So, so that, we, have to go, we have to be sensible. The, the things that we see around us, that we take for granted, the technology, the buildings, the cars, everything we see comes from steel and that comes from coal. Everything we see comes from making electricity and that comes from coal. That's the cheapest form. When you start fiddling with these things, as the Liberal Labor and Nationals have done for the last 30 years, they are destroying our country. 